in. I've seen it happen too many times where it's time for them to announce the winner and they just take this long ass break. And it's like nothing was planned for that break. So you could tell it was impromptu. And you're just like, what is going on? And whether you're rigging the pageant or not, it's just not, it don't look too hot. I don't think it's wise to do that because you leave the door open for people to believe or think that you are indeed rigging it. Welcome to episode three of the Throne Talk podcast. Um, I can't believe I'm actually doing this, but you know, God is full of surprises. He's always um, giving me ideas about what to do next. And it just so happened that the Throne Talk podcast is the next big thing in my life. Um. I want to clear the room real quick because I read the room and the room is reading that people seem to believe that I am um, not healed or I am bitter. And um, I will say that my pageant experiences have been traumatizing, but Nothing has ever gotten me to the point where to where I would want to, how can I say it, mm, just want to bash people for nothing. Everything I do is with, um, with a purpose. Y'all know this. Everyone knows this about me. So just to clear the room, I'm not here to bash anyone it just so happened to be that I'm telling the truth about a specific topic and subject and it just so happened to be a specific topic and subject that people um have been affected by but refuse to talk about and I just so happened to be the spokesperson because that's just the way God made me Anywho, what are you talking about, Makia, for those of you who haven't listened to the previous two episodes or do not know what the Throne Talk podcast is about? This podcast is about me giving uh, me giving you all my queenly perspective on um, on life, just things in life in general. But I'm using my pageant experiences to help you all navigate through all of the like navigate through the things that you're going through this episode right here is about the importance of truth it this is was it rigged part two um last week you know I just kind of let it all out I did um talking about my pageant experiences or my experiences with dealing with people who harm you and um neglect you and deceive you and then hide their hand and tell you to go heal 
this um this episode right here is to show y'all I can't make this stuff up because I have other people who have reached out to me and told me um about their experiences some I cannot tell <laughs> over the over this microphone because I I just don't feel like it's right to disclose certain information um but I want y'all to know that people are have have been harmed people have been harmed um it has deeply wounded many girls um and and outside of pageantry people are just hurt in general when especially when they trusted people who they thought would lead them in the right direction when really it was the road of deception. So before I begin um, reading the DMs and inboxes that I received, I do want to set the thesis here by giving you my perspective or my quote on this, which is um, healing and honesty can't be separated. It's a package deal. And if you really truly want healing from this experience or any experience in life that has truly harmed you, harmed you, then you need to be honest about it. You need to be honest about the part that you played in it. If y'all just so happen to hear a train in the background, please disregard it. (laughs) But yes, like I said, um, you have to be have to be honest about it. And when it comes to pageantry, I think a lot of people, um, they can't get the healing because they don't want to be honest about it. Or they believe that there's no healing that needs to take place. But we all know the truth, right? Like, we all know the truth. The truth is, after these pageants are done, we go home or we go into the hotel room And we have the conversations with our parents, LEDs, directors, friends, boyfriends, whoever. And we're talking like mad shit. Like we're just telling, telling what we know for a fact. Like we're we're just like, bruh, like that doesn't make any sense. And so people will talk about it behind closed doors but in the public is kiss ass season. I'm so sorry for all the profanity, but that's just the real about that. Then it goes back to let me um, let me maintain my uh, relationship with the organization that I'm competing in, just so uh, just so they won't rob me of the opportunity of becoming the next Miss so-and-so and so or whatever, which if, in my opinion, that's you contributing to the rigging because you are allowing people who are over organizations to not only deceive you, but to instill fear in you to not speak up and you are actually playing a part into, you're actually playing a part in the rigging because you know that you have to play a part in order to be seen, heard, received by them. And it has to get to the point where you don't care about any of that. 
You have to care about care about your your care about your well-being first and the people that are coming behind you. So for example, you know you just like let's just say you just competed in a state pageant, big pageant, whatever pageant and um you know that there was some foul play. You know that there was some foul play and you talked about it with your people behind closed doors and you you just shake it off and you're just like I don't want to I don't want to ruin my opportunity. I don't want to make anyone upset because I plan to compete again. And then what happens is after you can't compete anymore or after uh, you decide that you're not going to compete ever, then you just decide to go mute. And then the cycle continues and then you'll have a daughter or a niece or a a mentee or um, a friend, uh, a friend's daughter who's interested in pageants or you feel like they would be good in pageants and you sign them up hoping that the system changed over time when really it just gets worse because nobody holds people in authority accountable. And so today I want to first let me say that I've been a part of the rigging too, not uh, intentionally, not voluntarily, but just being just being caught up in the world, the whirlwind of winning. That's how I became a part of the the rigging. That's how I contributed to it because it was just kind of like, okay, um, let me do this so uh, they will recognize me doing this or this, this, this. When I thought, I thought that everything was solely judged by the judges. So let me get into what people inboxed me. Um, one one girl, she inboxed me and she told me she felt like she had no fair shot at winning because she didn't go to certain sponsors. Like if she didn't, if she didn't get her hair done by a certain person or if she didn't get her head shot done by a certain person or if she didn't get certain pageant coaching by a certain person, she just felt like she had no real opportunity and let me just tap in from a business perspective, right? So from a businesswoman's perspective, I think is it's wise to keep things tight. And what I mean by that is networking, keeping everything in the same network because the money, the money continues in that circle and everybody would just pretty much look out for everybody. So I understand the aspect of it. But if you're stepping out um, in front of people and saying, hey, it doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter who you go to. It doesn't matter about your hair. If you're constantly preaching, it doesn't matter. But then behind closed doors, you telling these girls to go to certain places, then that's very hypocritical. And I know it sounds simple and I hate to break it down to you like a baby, but that is a, that is a lie. It's a lie. It is a lie. And you're not being honest and you're not being truthful. And I know this girl isn't lying because one year that I competed, um, 
I wanted to go to someone that I knew personally for head shots to get my head shots done. But um, my director insisted that I go to a specific sponsor to get my head shot done. And I'm just like, uh, but this person is just as good. And, the, and they're like, no, it matters. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. And, and then they looked at me and was just like, no, it matters. And so I just kind of read the room and I was like, oh, so this is politics. Let, let's just call it what it is. Um, let's call it spade, a spade a spade. Um, there's politics involved in every arena not just pageantry in every arena and and it's all fun and games until it happens to you until you're the one getting screwed over or until you're the one um who's getting deceived or thrown up under up under the bus and I've I've seen it in church, I've seen it at work, I've seen it in the music industry, um, I've seen it, we see it every day, Even, today's news, let's just talk about it, um, so many people that are supposed to be representing us all of a sudden want to play victim <laughs> when they've been victimizing people for years and years and years and now all of a sudden it's like why me lord um and we just have to be very careful of who we step on or stepping on people in general in order to be successful and then trying to victimize ourselves or make ourselves the victim like there is no respect of person treat everybody the same Everybody is on the same level, even though everybody is not on the same level in, in different arenas. But far as like being a human in general, don't ever think that you are above the law. Don't ever think you can't get exposed out here. Don't ever think that you've been controlling and running something for so long or deceiving people and instilling fear in people for so long that it's just not going to catch up with you or don't ever think that you won't cross the wrong one one day and they just so happen to start a podcast to speak about the experience. I said it in the first episode, be careful how you handle people. Just be careful. You want people to handle you with care, handle people with care. And even if you've lived a traumatizing life where people have mishandled you, then I need for you to get healing, even though those people may never come back and apologize, even though those people, they probably won't come back to save the day for you and y'all probably won't be able to restore that relationship XYZ. You still have to treat people how you would want to be treated. But enough of that, I want to get into another um, inbox um, that was sent to me. And let me just add that these inboxes were from different girls, from different systems. Um, yes. So it reads, in all my years in pageantry, I have dealt with it all. 
but nothing like this. This system knew who they wanted to win for the system to, quote unquote, look well. I was called second runner up and won the interview and another phase of the competition that accumulated the final score. The third runner-up won the other two phases of the competition that accumulated the score. So how did the winner win? With the scores there, you can put two and two together and know her scores weren't enough to win the title, but she had the look. Well, a few months later, I was informed by former, former title holders in the system that my name was crossed out on the card. Whether that was true or not, scores don't lie. During finals of my division, they had to have a random 10-minute break before they called the winner to get scores ready, which should have already been ready considering they had just taken a 15-minute break prior to. This organization knew or someone knew and did nothing about it. It was clear when the girl they crowned for the title forfeited her crown two months later due to bullying and personal reasons with the system is what everyone said. And they never reached out to the next girl, which would have been me to fulfill her place. The organization, the organization decided that no one should take her place, left it blank, and they continued on with the title holders that won in other divisions. It was also stated that some judges even knew some contestants personally. Like I said, man, I can't make it up. I cannot make it up. I'm just so great. Like this girl right here, she's in a totally different system that I know nothing about. But I know she's not lying. And so just going back to what I said before about how judges judges shouldn't even be talking to contestants. They shouldn't know the contestants like why is that even even a thing? And for her to even say that, you know, um, uh, when she said the part about they had to have a, a random 10-minute break before they called the winner to get scores ready, which should have already been ready considering, considering they had just had a 15-minute break prior. I see pageants do this a lot, a lot. I'm talking about pageants that I've judged, I'm talking about pageants that I've been in. I'm talking about pageants that I was just a, an audience member in. I've seen it happen too many times where it's time for them to announce the winner and they just take this long ass break. And it's like nothing was planned for that break. So you could tell it was impromptu. And you're just like, what is going on? And whether you're rigging the pageant or not, it, it's just not, it don't look too hot. I don't think it's wise to do that because you leave the door open for people to believe or think that you are indeed rigging it. But it just so happens that by the time they call the winner, everybody is just like, how in the world did that happen? I volunteered in a pageant before, um, helping some girls out one time before, and they did this exact same thing. They took this long behind break to announce the winner, and then the girl who won, I'm just like, what in the world? Why is this even a thing? And then I look up, and just so happened, one of the committee members was crowning her own daughter. That, that is messy. That is not it. Like, 
Uh, like, if you're going to do it, be discreet about it, you know? Like, what about integrity in pageantry? What about being honest? What about just giving people the raw scores? I, I would love to know <laughs> what would happen if that happened. I know when I hosted my pageant, which was insane, let me just say, because I was competing for Miss South Carolina that year. It, it was 2018. I was Miss Clarendon. And for some reason, I wanted to host a pageant while I was competing for one. And it was the Miss Dillon County pageant. And when I tell you, I did not touch those scores. Nobody touched those scores. My auditor didn't know any of the girls. My judges didn't know any of the girls. I think there were there was probably one potential judge who knew the girls. That was it. But the other three and my auditor did not know any of the girls. My MC had did not touch the scores until it was time to announce. And when they announced it, the girl who won should have won. The girl who won, I thought should have won, won. You know, that makes sense. I, I feel like people know when when a certain girl wins, everybody is just kind of like, whether it's your girl who you want to win or not, everybody's just kind of like, okay, that makes sense. But when a girl wins who you didn't even expect to win or who didn't do so good, you're just like, what in the world? And I remember a few parents being upset with me, not because I rigged the pageant, but being upset with me because she just thought her daughter should have won everything. I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't, what did you want me to do? The judges, my judges, they judged, they judged the pageant. That's it. Your daughter, she, yeah, she got mollywalked. If you don't know what Molly walked is, she got dogged. If you don't know what dogged is, <laughs> read the room. She basically, I, I just personally felt like she shouldn't have won. And nobody who I had a personal conversation with after that thought she should have won. Anyway, enough of that. Um, This next inbox. Hi, Mykia. My daughter could, uh, oops, I almost said the name. Ha, ha, ha. My daughter was a princess in the MAO system. She was a princess from 2013 to 2019. I would like to thank you for your podcast. My daughter always thought she my, my daughter always thought that she would like to do teen division, but what we learned by being a princess that quickly changed her mind especially in the later years. We've watched you compete and we're in awe and we were in awe of your talent. My daughter has listened to your podcast. She is almost an adult now. And she said she was going to reach out to you to tell you how pageants have affected her. Much like you and her much like you and your journey with Miss South Carolina. I can't tell you to keep going, but please keep doing the podcast and telling your story. You are truly an inspiration to all young women, especially my daughter. Much love. Listen, um, thank you so much for sending me that, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, I work very hard to be a woman of character, to... Um, 
to be a woman that people can trust, to be a safe space for people, just to be the overall uh, vessel that God has called me to be, um, to live a quality life. So thank you so much for sending me that. I don't I don't take it for granted at all. And um, I can't wait to hear your daughter's story because it's not your tea, it's her tea. <laughs> um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to um, hear what she has to say. And it doesn't have to be broadcasted to the world. Um, we could just chop it up in the inbox. But just to prove my point, once again, I can't make this stuff up. Um, she says some more stuff in the inbox about what system she competed in, which I know nothing about. Um, she was a princess for the system that I was in, but she competed as a uh, adolescent or a young adult in a totally different system that I know nothing about. So like I said, I can't make this stuff up. It's not just happening to me. It's not just little bitter old me. Um, like I said, excuse the train in the background. Okay. Um, another reason why I'm so grateful for this inbox is because she is a Caucasian woman inboxing a black woman. And what happens is usually, um, because black women, because the black culture, we are so expressive, right? And when we express anger, the black woman expresses anger, then it's all of a sudden she's the angry black woman. And that's just not the case. It's just we about that action. We we gonna call it out, you know. And um, so thank you again for for sending me the inbox. Another inbox that I received. Um, I will not be reading it because I want to save it for a different um, episode. But um, she was just basically expressing a concern for a friend who um, competed in pageants and actually won um, her state title, but was dealing with, you know, some serious, serious issues behind closed doors. Um, and uh, she was just basically talking about how uh, people really, really don't, um, they really aren't concerned with the well-being of the girl, just concerned with winning. And that's just a that's just a very touchy subject and it deserves its own episode. Um, but yes, all in all, people know what the truth is. There are things that happen behind the scene and people are ready to get healing. And because they're ready to get healing, certain things must be exposed. But don't confuse exposure with um, hatred. Don't confuse accountability, um, holding people responsible for hatred. Don't confuse telling the truth and speaking the truth. Don't confuse that with bitterness. Like there may be some bitter moments when the story is being told, but overall, like it is what it is. Like stop shift blaming, stop gaslighting, and stand in your truth. If you're a villain, just, just if you're going to be a villain, just be that. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to be it, be it now. Like, come on, stand ten toes on it. But yes, we are wrapping up episode three, and 
some pointers that you could take away from this episode are be honest, be truthful, understand the importance of truth, healing and honesty can't be separated. It's a package deal. Don't step on people to be successful and then try to be the victim later. That's a huge point. And just be just overall, just be careful how you handle people. Um, yeah, I don't know if there will be an episode or a part three to this. I feel like it's kind of done unless I get some more inboxes um, that I that I feel like fit into what we're doing. But other than that, listen, y'all get the gist. Y'all get the vibe. Y'all understand what I'm doing here. Stop doing foul play. Stop. I mean, chill out. Okay. Try to be good people. Okay. All right. I love y'all. And yeah, I'll catch y'all for episode four. Peace.